what's going on everybody welcome back to the 1025 podcast this is episode 19 i'm jordan along with Kristen and ayana and today we're bringing two topics to you guys and the first one is on the biden administration deport the deportation of haitians from the biden administration now the country of haiti has gone through pretty much hell and back over the past few years from major earthquakes uh hurricanes and of course um, a major immigration problem and the as it states like on one of the youtube videos it states as ice prepares to send numerous deportation flights to haiti advocacy mm, excuse me advocacy groups are calling on the biden administration to halt those plans while the country deals with political turmoil and recovers from a deadly earthquake you when we when we think about this country that we live in the united states of america the first word in you know the name is united i i have a hard time understanding why a country that literally has united in the name tries to shun people from other you know countries and they're trying to live their lives when we are very xenophobic in that way so Kristen and Ayanna, I want to ask y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on this whole deportation of Haitians idea? And not even running the Haitians, of course, during the Trump administration, it was a whole wall, like a Great Wall of China style thing where they built across uh, Mexico to keep Mexicans from coming into the United States. What are y'all's thoughts <laughs> on that stuff? And how do you guys feel, do you guys think that bringing Haitians into our country will help them live better lives or will they just bring their problems from their country onto uh, the U.S.? So I actually think, um, like I agree with your point about the United States should be united. I think what they're doing now is really terrible because it's like the immigrants have nowhere else to go except here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very well you go you can go i was gonna say it is very, i was gonna say it, it is very um horrible for the united states to be doing this and unfortunately this isn't the first time that they have done this and it probably won't be the last time that they will do this yeah it's this it's very hypocritical for this country to talk about it being the land of the free and home of the brave. And, you know, the foundation of this country was built off of immigration. Thousands yeah. of settlers came all over from Europe to settle to this country. But now the thought of letting brown and black people immigrate to this country to have a better life for themselves and for the children and their family, it's, it's wrong and they don't want the crime in our country and this and that. Every person has something to bring to this country. Every country has a bad thing. Every country has bad people. There is no country on this planet that houses nothing but morally great people. So for the Biden administration to feel as though Haitian people are going to bring crime and drugs and all these negative things to the United States is beyond hypocritical considering mm -hmm. the smallpox epidemic and how it affected the Native Americans and the indigenous peoples of this land. 
when all those your people European people settled in this country. It's yeah. honestly it's disgusting. That's the only word I can really think of. It's grossly disgusting. And it's very like I, I definitely agree with you guys where it's very hypocritical that the United States of America, they don't want to help other people. Cause like Ayana was saying, you know, in since the 1800s, there were hundreds of people who were brought here, like, you know, from slaves, they were stolen from their land and they were forced to work in, in these horrendous conditions. And it's crazy that we still live in this country where we are demonized and discriminated against and we still have to pledge the allegiance to our flag you know and you know the fact that people who look like us are they're being shunned from the community they're being shunned from america and they can't even come to our own country to live a better life even when they've gone through hell and back because haiti has been through so much i think haiti is like the one of the poorest countries in the world and the fact that we're doing nothing to help them is is heartbreaking. Excessive mm-hmm. seeing as though um, America actually has a history of repeating itself in this manner because they tend to demonize the people who are coming in and not seeing that we're the ones who create the problem there. Yeah. Exactly. The United States already has enough drugs and crime to last this entire planet a lifetime and to turn hundreds of thousands of people away seeking refuge in this supposedly free country because they fear that they're going to bring crime and drugs into this country is crazy to me. They... The founding fathers of this country, the ones in power, the people who really, you know, who create the laws, who write the laws are mostly responsible for half of the things going on in this country today. The crack epidemic, there's no way that would have happened without the government seeping all that through black communities. Yeah. And then once they do that, they criminalize us for it. And so, now they're they're making it this big thing with just brown and black people and so you see it with mexican citizens you see it from people immigrating from honduras from el salvador from panama all over latin america and now bleeding into the caribbean yeah but i don't know if anybody remembers back um when donald trump was president he he blatantly stated that he would have no problem allowing someone from Poland or from the Netherlands or from Ukraine to enter this country. But God forbid a Muslim seeking refuge from Saudi Arabia or from Iran. Because they want to believe that they want us to believe that we're so different from each other. Yeah. And even when it, even when it relates to like demonizing certain people, there are, there are two examples that I'm going to bring up. The first one was, I remember the AIDS epidemic that happened so many years ago when people found out that that was a, a real thing that was happening and people automatically discriminated people. They were discriminating people of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, that still has a, 
that still has like a negative connotation towards the people of the LGBTQ community. Another one is during Hurricane Katrina, there were certain people who were trying to survive. They were trying to find refuge and all that. And people were demonizing them that, oh, they were stealing people's, you know, cars. They were stealing, looting places and all that type of stuff. It, it definitely paints a picture that America is, we, we, we like to praise America as this, as like Ayanna was saying, the land of the free and home of the brave. But in reality, it's a sad and dark place, like the whole world in general. You know, not everything is sunshine and rainbows. It's a, it's cruel. The fact that a human can just literally do something atrocious to another one, like refusing them to live a better life and leaving them for dead and abandonment is another issue that plagues our community yeah and it's it's frustrating to hear all these nationalists and these supremacists talking about how america is the best country in the world and this is where you can be the freest and all that when in reality the only reason why our country is considered one of the freest in the world is because of our free market our free yeah. economy and our democratic governing system if it's, we weren't able to vote on our on the people in congress if we weren't able to join the economy and the free market however we see fit it would be it would be just the same as anywhere else i also think it's a, a thing that many people claim that america is a great country and i was having this conversation with my a mom the other day was that America you in America you're free to do whatever now granted yeah there are certain like issues that play our community because like you know if you're black you know you have a you have a less amount of privilege than a Caucasian person you're free to love whoever you're free to go wherever you want to go you're free to listen to whatever type of music you want to listen to because like I've mentioned in like the earlier episodes a young boy got beheaded for listening to hip-hop music in america you're not gonna that's not gonna happen to you you know so yeah there are some pros and cons when it comes to living in the united states but with the dark history that casts like a dark cloud on this country many people are gonna be like no this this isn't the best place to live and they instead they would move on to like a London or a Canada or, you know, a Egypt and all that stuff and try to flourish there. But yeah. And it's so upsetting to know that there are countries around the world that teach their citizens that America is the best place that you can be in. It's the best place to be born in. It's the best place to migrate to. You've got all these different freedoms and you're able to make a way for yourself without having to ask anybody for anything. Yeah. But therein lies the problem. We have painted such a false narrative of our, our true nature as a country that these people don't even understand why they're being turned away from the country that they've been taught is so great and is so welcoming. Yeah. Yeah, it's I always say at the end of like every episode that hopefully there can be some improvement that happens in the future. But of course, it's going to take an extremely long time for 
the United States to actually live up to its name, the United States of America. You know what I'm saying? And and hopefully, because, you know, there are certain countries that I I think personally is kind of better than America, like Japan. They're technologically more advanced in a way. You know, Dubai, I think, has like a, a low crime rate or whatever. Um, some countries in Europe, they're not, because I think like America is the most incarcerated country on earth. All these other countries, it's like industrial complex. So, one more time, built a prison pipeline. Yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of major improvement that needs to come down the pipeline if. America wants to be known as land of the free and home of the brave because throughout the past few years, a lot of people have started to question, is the United States, like many people say, the best place in the world? That's why a lot of people, they stop standing up when the Pledge of Allegiance happens in school. They, that's when people stop standing up for the national anthem. A lot of people, they don't love this country. They don't believe in this country. Even when I mentioned uh, earlier with Ta-Nehisi Coates, the guy who's going to write the Superman movie, he's he pushes an anti-American agenda. So who knows how this whole situation will come to play, but are there any final thoughts on this first topic, you guys? Um, I think it's going to take a lot of foundational demolishing for this country to really start to be able to move forward. We have to completely dismantle the entire system this country has been built on because it's clear that it's not working. It hasn't worked since the creation of this country and it's not going to begin to work because under democracy, you can't function like this when you're actively discriminating against people who you're supposed to allow into your country seeking refuge. It doesn't make sense to continue to be like this and not understand the root of the problem. Yeah. I think even the foundation of America is built upon this. So it's like every single thing. Everything. Unfortunately, history repeats itself and hopefully, hopefully the next generation can break this cycle that has gone on for centuries, you know. But moving on to our next topic, this next topic is about the live streaming industry in China. Now, live streams are usually, in my opinion, very hit or miss. You know, you can definitely inform someone on what's going on in their community. You can definitely talk about certain things like we're talking about right now granted we don't live stream because i don't know do that all that type of stuff but you can definitely do stuff that is very entertaining and thought-provoking now according to this video that was from new york times it states right here that over the past year as covid 19 has severely limited our ability to interact with the world beyond our front door live streams have helped transport us to places we couldn't visit people we couldn't see, and events we couldn't attend. Now, in China, live streaming services command an audience of nearly 560 million. That's half a billion uh, viewers. With streamers 
uh, broadcasting to devoted followers who tune in every night. Successful live streamers can earn thousands of dollars each month in direct donations from fans, and those at the very top earn millions from brand sponsorships and major um, contracts. Now, that sounds amazing, right? I bet you one day if someone ever, if like Twitch ever reached out to the three of us and was like, hey, we'll, we'll pay you $1,000 a month or like $10,000 a month to do what y'all do, fuck it. I'm down, right? But there comes a time where the obsession of a person can definitely, I feel, ruin someone's life. And privacy also kind of plays a key part in the live streaming industry as well, because there are some content creators where they just tell their whole story. They tell all their business going on. So Kristen and Ayana, I want to ask you guys, what are y'all's thoughts on the live streaming industry are you guys kind of in my wheelhouse where it's like, this is cool, but I wouldn't be interested in doing this? Or because even in the video, we see a live streaming star, like a day in the life of her. And there's there's a sadness when you see that, you know, like the agency fully controls her life. What are y'all's thoughts on it? Um, I have been watching a lot of people live stream for probably since my freshman year of high school, like six years ago. It's always been something that um, has fascinated me, but not so much so that I would want to do it, mostly because I know just how much of a toll it takes on a person mentally, even physically, depending on what it is that you stream about. My best friend, my roommate actually streams sometime on Twitch and she'll be so frazzled in the brain that she'll forget her schedule and that she has to stream that night and what she's going to be streaming. And, you know, from the people that I watch, it's, it's such a demanding career, I guess. Like you have to keep this kind of active about yourself and make sure that you don't say something that somebody doesn't like or see something wrong or see something incorrect because that could that could end your whole career. People exactly. have been banned from their streaming services for like ever permanently. They can't even create a whole new account because of the things that they might have said or done on their live streams. And yeah. I couldn't see myself being so careful 24 seven like that. I, I like to be able to speak about whatever I want to speak about. And I know when it comes to things like Twitch and um, YouTube live and stuff like that, there are just some things that you can't do or say on there. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's not necessarily very limiting, but it's limiting to a point where I don't feel like I have a proper voice on that platform. Yeah. Kristen? All right, so I don't feel like I would be able to do it because, first of all, I don't think I'm very really consistent with a lot of things. Like, I just back going to the gym and everything. I can't. Doing the streaming life once a week could not do it consistently. And I feel like you don't get much out of it because, like, you get the satisfaction of your viewers in a paycheck, but it's the paycheck even enough for you to be happy 
with it. Plus, you have to find a topic almost every single week, and then you still have to step on people's toes with everything you say. It's just not sustainable. I'm not going to lie. I like that you mentioned, like, you got to pick a topic every week because you basically just described the 1025 podcast. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when you were saying that, I was like, I was like, yeah, Kristen's describing me. She's basically describing me. Yeah, but, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes my brain is like a fucking war zone. It's like, shit, I got to do homework. Then I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, but as y'all can see, I'm sane as y'all see yeah. me. You're about but, to graduate. Say that one more time. You're about to graduate. Exactly. When it comes to live streaming, and like I mentioned, like if somebody came up to me and said, Jordan, listen, we'll pay you like 10000 a month awesome but there's a caveat to that i'm sure you guys have probably have heard of like swatting and stuff like that where the person a hacker will mm -hmm. take your ip address send that to the police and say hey this person is holding someone hostage or whatever no send the whole swat team to come get you like that's dangerous and me being very like paranoid and antsy sometimes it's like shoot i don't want to i don't want to be enjoying talking to y'all and then the door gets kicked off the hinges and i'm arrested and y'all gonna be like what the hell is up with this dude? Yeah. that's it's scary that kind of stuff is very it's very scary and i realized that live streaming like that takes away a bit of your your personal space because they're they're could be millions of people watching everything you do the whole yeah. time. There aren't there are no cuts in live streaming. You can turn your 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 um, cam off, but they can hear everything that you do. That kind of stuff is it's too vulnerable for me. Letting somebody watch my every move during a live stream is just something that I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah, and even in this video, there's a live stream star i think her name is like jen he or something like that the agency basically controls everything she does like what she eats she has to keep up this persona of this you know glitzy glamorous type of <clears throat> excuse me this glitzy glamorous type of girl and it's like and it's it's interesting that a lot of the topics we talk about on the podcast they involve women they involve like this over exploitation of the of females, you know what I'm saying? And how like the male gaze can kind of ruin someone's life, basically. There's a film that I've seen uh past few years ago. It's called it's an anime film. It's called uh, Perfect Blue. And it's this really great psychological thriller about how idol culture can cause can be a living hell to a major person because one of the the main character Mima she's being like stalked and all that stuff you know she quit being a, a pop star and she became an actress and then there's this like crazy stalker dude that's after her great movie I highly recommend it but yeah like I said live streaming is like a double-edged sword on one half you can get you can get millions of views all a whole lot of money and all that type of stuff but then it's like you don't really have a sense of privacy and you're kind of you're you're out there just to 
be consumed by, by content. And some people, they feel stuck because if they stop doing that, then they have no income. You know what I mean? You have to look, mm-hmm. a lot of people have to live this uh, lifestyle. And when that lifestyle, when, how the hell can I say this? When you can't like keep up with the Joneses on that lifestyle, then it's like the whole world can be crashing down. But I also feel like they can't even be their authentic selves. Cause you know, you always have to be happy and everything for people to want to view you. Yeah. And on top of that, you still have to keep up the image. You still have to keep up with everything. Like nothing in your life can fall apart, basically. And like, if you get a car accident, if um your house floods, suddenly you don't right anymore either yeah and if you if a part of your life does fall apart then you're gonna be the butt of every joke you know what i'm saying memes will fly out left and right you know what i mean and you will be the laughing stock on the internet for like the next few days you know or maybe the next few weeks because i've noticed what you say crystal no no you can go no, you you can go. I didn't know. I was about to say nothing. I was pointing to you. <laughs> no, Anna was speaking. Oh, okay, okay. I was just gonna say that um, there was this one live streamer that I watched. I used to watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. well before he um, got super sure. Everybody knows who Forbes is. Corpse husband and that corpse husband, yeah. And I didn't watch a lot of his live streams because he usually did them on YouTube and I couldn't catch them like that. But when I did, it's like everybody was turning this guy into this hypersexual being who they're just fantasizing about 24. He had this nasty voice, but once he started opening up about his um, social anxiety disorder and to all like his mental illness and everything and how he was really feeling day to day nobody was interested in that and yeah. he wanted to be as authentic as possible so he didn't feel like he was putting up a front for him what the fuck uh, what the fuck I don't know <laughs> okay you good yeah Okay. I'm not sure it just happened I think your thing like stopped or something like that, but yeah. Cool. What what are <laughs> <laughs> you saying? Um, yeah, and so it didn't help that he wanted to keep this this um sense of anonymity on the internet because you know there are some people out there who don't necessarily want to make it big, but they want to do something, but. They don't necessarily want to reveal everything about their identity. And he yeah. hasn't revealed much of anything about himself or his family or his situation or anything like that, other than the people that he interacts with on the internet. And just recently, somebody tried to expose him, saying that they found who he was, and what he looked like, and all of this, you know, stuff about his family, basically trying to dox him. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is 
that kind of stuff really worries me about people who live stream and really put themselves out there totally unknowing of the people who are just so cool and stuck at home bored doing nothing with their life just ready to ruin somebody like that and it can be really devastating for someone who's going through a lot of different mental issues and not really knowing how to maintain their mental stability something really bad could have happened to him yeah he could have done something to himself or whatever the case may be because somebody just couldn't respect his want of anonymity on the internet and i think if i were to try that kind of industry out i don't know if i could do it because i think yeah. i would want to stay anonymous but i don't think anybody would really respect that i don't think enough people would respect that for me to be comfortable enough to do it yeah a lot of there's a lot of really messed up individuals in this world because it's like like you were saying when someone tries to be vulnerable and express their personal self their authentic self like Kristen was saying people are like screw that we don't want we don't want that part of you we want the goofy you know roast me and all that type of stuff you know what I'm saying some people honestly some people just need to grow up you know that's life you have to be vulnerable and express yourself you know because if you're not going to be your authentic self then you know you you kind of fail at life basically you live a sad life in my opinion yeah yeah it does catch up yep yeah we got nine minutes left are there any final topics? I mean, final topics. Are there any final thoughts on the live streaming industry in China? A lot of people use um, those live streams as a way for them to escape from life. So they don't want to see the authentic person because it's like, oh, I'm already dealing with my own issues. Yeah. But you need to find, like, if that's you, you need to find something outside of yourself and outside of another person to bring you. Yeah, a lot of people, they live vicariously through somebody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts on your I own? just hope that, um, I just hope that the industry isn't as demanding in the future. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, um, I just hope that, you know, not, not necessarily that the, the industry is demanding, but I hope that the people a part of the industry are safe and they are able to make their own decisions for themselves and their career and whatever it is that they want to do with it. And I know that like regulation in China is very heavy, especially yeah. on things like live streaming and internet access and stuff like that. So my my real goal, my real hope is that that changes people are able to do what they want with their platform 
whenever they want. Yeah. yeah. And that's a that's another topic we might explore in a future episode of the Since 25 podcast. The over uh just China being overly monetary around everybody else. Cause I believe when you talked about the Ura Muslims, that was another thing that was that they were going through, you know, that they had they zero privacy. Are. What did you yeah. say, Kristen? I said, and they still are. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thank y'all for watching the 1025 podcast. I'm Jordan, along with Kristen and Ayana, and we'll see you next time. Peace.